What would you say was your favorite, was your all-time favorite LeBron moment? All-time favorite, my all-time favorite LeBron moment. Uh, I remember it like it was yesterday. It's game six uh, of the Eastern Conference Finals. LeBron had yet to win an NBA championship. It was looking like he was about to lose yet again to your Boston Celtics. <laughs> and that motherfucker went out. It's the, it's the Jason Terry dunk. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. That nigga went out. LeBron went smooth out. Like he just went like, if LeBron played like that more shit, he, he might have would have gotten to go to state. Yeah, the year uh, Kyrie got hurt uh, that first year back in Cleveland. Yeah, but he went he went smooth off. He went to a different mode. He went to demon mode. I don't like using that term, but that's what he went to. I'm kind of pissed off because you took mine. Like it's it, it, it's fucked up as it is because it was against us. That was you know that was definitely my favorite LeBron moment. Like I I, I don't want people to get it twisted. Like I got a love hate relationship with LeBron. I, I I love LeBron. LeBron's always been one of my favorite players to watch. But I fucking bro, I hate when we play him because like it when he went to the Heat. Like after after he left Cleveland that last year, it's like every every year we knew we had to see this motherfucker. So it's like, damn, bro, is that yeah, y'all couldn't it's five of y'all. Y'all can't figure out how to beat this one motherfucker. Like them last two years in Cleveland, we should have got them. <laughs> like at, at, at least at, at least that la that last year in Cleveland, we should have got his ass, man. I'll I, I stay I stand on that. But hey, God. <laughs> you talking about that um they, Jason Tatum rookie 20, year. 2017, 2018 year. Yeah, uh, Tatum's rookie year. Yeah, I was about 28 minutes away from going to the finals. to another special episode of PPP, the Pigskin Posse podcast with Tim and Ryan. I'm Tim. That's Ryan. And uh, we, What's you know, up? we uh, I, we had to take a little bit of a break. I had a bunch of personal stuff going on. So we back and, uh, you know, as again, once again, man, we thank y'all for tuning in. Ryan, what's going on with you, bro? Nothing much. Uh, ready for Friday to get here. Uh, work this week has been trying, been trying my patience. And I'm ready to to kick it with my niggas this weekend. We got UFC Saturday, Super Bowl Sunday. I'm I'm ready to to get it going. So. Yes, yeah. ready to uh, drink and talk some shit on Friday whenever not Friday Saturday whenever we uh watch the fights. And I'm ready to you know I'm I'm just ready to be around the fellas, man. I I really been really been going through a lot of shit like this. I I'm trying to hair up and get through this month. I got a lot of stuff going on. Speaking of fights, uh. I will be in Vegas witnessing greatness that first weekend in March, John Jones heavyweight return. Um, I'm, I'm so looking forward to this shit, man. But not as much as I'm looking forward to this weekend. We got UFC 284 and we got Super Bowl weekend. So, you know, I get to kick we get to kick with the fellas all weekend. Um, I'm, 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 you ain't got no idea how much I'm looking forward to it, man. For real. Oh, hell yeah. No, like 
nigga, I'm I'm just trying to, to make sure I got enough chairs and shit for everybody. I mean, if you need me to bring some chairs, bro, let me know. I I got a couple of uh, fold out chairs in the uh, sitting in the little utility closet. Yeah, so. that, that that might that might help. I got a couple too, so we might be okay. But you never know. Right. No, I I got you. We gonna we gonna figure it. Don't we always? We always figure it out, don't we? Sure. <laughs> yeah. So sure. before we talk any pigskin today, we have to give our respects. Congratulate and appreciate LeBron, Raymond, James. Congratulations on taking over the all-time leading scorer, the all-time um taking being the number one scorer all-time in the NBA. It what this man has done over a 20-year career and still doing it at a high level, simply amazing. Just it, it's, it's amazing. Uh, it's rude. I mean, like, obviously, this is a longevity award. So, the amazing part is, is obvious. You know, all the decisions you make in the offseason, they let you know uh, where he was, where his mind was, and his process. Because a lot of people, I think he's the only person in his draft class that's still playing. Yeah, he is. So, that 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 says... That's enough within itself. Uh, the fact that the record was 38 years, 10 months, and, and two days. So we talking about a 40-year-old record, basically. Like Pretty much know, when he was born. You ain't nobody yeah. thinking about that. Nobody's thinking about that. Yeah, so, I mean, like, and for him to – it's the way he did it. Yeah. It's how he did it. He's the only player to win a championship on three different franchises. So, I mean, like, nobody can, can say that. Like, yeah, I mean, you can say that as being a role player, but being the guy, being the focal point. And everybody wants to to read into Anthony Davis and, and how, how he appeared not to to care or, or whatever else. I think he was just taking the moment in, you know, like, damn, man, like, when my career is done, I wanted to be like this. But, A, you, you don't stay healthy. And, and and be like I don't I don't know like we we playing against Oklahoma City like if Anthony Davis drops twenty seven he probably win this game by ten points yeah so but anyway it's not about that uh, congratulations to LeBron uh, much success um, thank you for being a great role model I love seeing him talking to his boys uh, right before um, the second half started and I uh, you, you know it's he he's He's very family oriented and it's awesome. Yeah. Uh I mean, same, same here. I mean, it, what this man has been able to do. Uh, for for those of y'all that don't know, Kareem Abdul Jabbar was the uh, the previous record holder for the all-time uh, all-time leader in points scored in the NBA. 38,000 uh third LeBron surpassed him last night, 38,390 points. The previous record was 38,389 points. And he did it with the signature fadeaway, which I thought which I thought was real dope. I mean, they saw him practicing the hook shot, which a lot of people thought that that's what he was going to use, but you know, then I also thought it was dope that he came out with the uh he, he brought headband Bron back because we, you know, we ain't seen him, we ain't seen Bron wear the headband in uh quite some time. But probably, um probably since that first game yeah. With him getting 80. Mm-hmm. 
It's definitely better. It's just it, it, it's been so. I was listening to Shannon, Shannon uh, Skipper Shannon this morning, and Shannon was saying like, bro, it's been so long that we've seen LeBron wear the headband. It's almost like you asking like that. Why? Why the fuck is the fuck you doing with a headband on? Because we've gotten so used to seeing him without it. Like it was. We we used to make fun of him by saying, that, oh, he wore the headband because he tried to cover up the you know the receding hairline. So <laughs> he got so you know we got so used to we got so used to seeing him play without it that it was just it was very uncommon. But um, going back to what you said, man, I think just what he's been able to do off the court is just as impressive as what he's been able to do on the court while breaking his record. I mean, the man came in league ball like he the hype behind him was so it, it, it was ridiculous. And nobody had this hype. Nobody had the hype coming into the league out of high school. I think he was I, I I think he was the hype behind him was was way more than any player. Coming into the NBA, it wasn't, it wasn't fair, and yeah. we've been trying to compare him to to MJ. We really should have been comparing him to Kareem because Kareem had that same type of buzz when he was coming out of high school before he went to UCLA for four years and won right. four national championships in a row, and, and went to Milwaukee, won a championship there, then got traded to LA, and then you know playing with Magic and then all that great stuff that Kareem did. Um, but like like you said, um, the off the court stuff, we, we heard nothing. Like the only thing people got the nerve to say is the decision. It's like, okay, bro, this dude was like 27, 28 years old. Like yeah. he didn't know. I mean, like if you go switch teams, just to have ESPN announce it and continue on. But that that kind of was dragged out with thirty minute special and all that shit. But and that doesn't mean anything. LeBron has been a an outstanding role model for the community, the African-American community, yes. speaking out on social issues that affect our community and uh, just being an inspiration, you know what I'm saying? Make you want to be a, 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 a strong, uh, striving black man that wants to accomplish things. Like LeBron has been nothing but an inspiration and a role model to me. Uh, and I, I appreciate everything that he's done for the game of basketball as well as the African-American community. And see, this is why I'm, you know, that's why I got a love-hate relationship with Brian. Like any other player, I wouldn't give a fuck. But Brian, like, just I, a lot of us look up to Brian, and he's like we all, like we, like you've been saying, like we've been saying, he's a great, he's a great, he's been a model athlete, and the things, you know, what he's been able to portray himself as a black, you know, a young black male coming into the NBA, you throwing all this money at him, never been in trouble. Never, you know, never he's what if he if I'm not I'm not saying here, but if whatever trouble he's had, he has gotten into up the court, you never hear about it. You know, he conducts himself as a gentleman when you know whenever he's out in public, whenever he's out in public, he conducts himself as a gentleman in most interviews when they're not trying to pry stuff out of him. Um, you know, there's even the whole, you know, Delonte West situation. He was able to, you know, he was able to be a professional about that. You know him opening the him opening the school, him being a you know a billion a billion dollar athlete, him you know bringing the uh, bringing his boys with him, and ne and there has never been any controversy, you know any any personal controversy surrounding him off the court, and I mean if you can't, all you know if you eliminate the decision him going to three different teams whatever you you, you can say what you can say whatever you want about him but. You can't do nothing but respect this man. What he's done on and off the court, we'll probably never see this again, ever. I mean, like, 
I don't want to say never say never, but just to shoot, just to throw something out there. I mean, I I, I guess maybe Luca, but like, come on, bro. Like, if you go catch LeBron, you got to average like forty five points for ten years straight. Yeah, we ain't gonna, we ain't gonna see that. Luca can't keep his ass in shape. <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying, man. I'm just saying. And I mean, bro, then the big, what I really love about LeBron, what this man was able to do for the city of Cleveland and that team, because LeBron literally changed the, he gave them people hope, gave the city of Cleveland life. Nobody gave a fuck about the Cavaliers before LeBron got there. He he, He took a team that was historically bad and known for losing and turned them into a team that you thought you could see, you thought you was going to see in the fucking NBA finals every year. Yeah. I mean, like it was some crazy stat before he left to go to LA. Like when LeBron uh, got uh, to Cleveland, like he, he, he was like the, 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 the revenue increased like 110%. Yeah. Some fucking crazy just off like merch and Jersey sales alone. Like it, it was, it was crazy. So like, He's a, a literal business. Yeah. He's a business. And on top of that, what I love the most, too, about this, where, you, you know, you had Denzel, his wife was out. Shannon Sharp was there. Jay-Z was there. Uh, you had LL Cool J there. You had fucking Phil Knight. <laughs> the creator and owner of Nike, Phil Knight, was there sitting next to LeBron's kids. No phone, no nothing, just vibe. Right, and that was that was that was dope. That was dope to see to see that. For me, I think it was cool to see him and Kareem finally interact because it's all you know. There's there's been so much shit about the rift between him and Kareem in the media. I mean, I, I know they they probably I don't know. I'm hoping this is you know the start of something new and Kareem can finally swallow his fucking pride. But I thought that was I I, I kind of I, I thought that was that was pretty dope to see because that video when LeBron hit that shot, Kareem was just like. Yo, he about to, he he's really about to do this shit. <laughs> so yeah, but was not happy. He was making some faces throughout this game. Fuck this nigga, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, he could be mad all he wants to, but what's done is done. The record is broken. And like I was trying to explain somebody this, like, because a lot of people were saying, "Oh, why did they stop the game and give him this moment and this this this?" Like, bro, this was a forty-year record. Nobody, absolutely nobody, thought that this record was going to be broken. Records are broken like every five years, every three to four years in the NFL. You got a re- You got some type of crazy fucking record in MLB that's always broken. This, this, this record in particular, we never thought we were going to see. We n- Nobody ever thought that we were ever going to see somebody break the all-time lead to score record. That's why this shit was so fucking important. Not to mention the not to mention the caliber of athlete LeBron is, and he plays for one of the most popular franchises, not just in the NBA but in sports history. I mean, like he's a past first player, yeah, and he broke he broke the record. So that yeah. that should say that that should say everything. That should say everything. That should say what he's meant to his to his franchise. He's played for. And what what's been asked of him to do? Mm-hmm. And let's go over LeBron's career stat line for all y'all that's that's still hating on the man. Over a twenty year career, 
For all y'all to say LeBron can't shoot, he is a 50.7% career field goal shooter. He is 34.6 from the three-point line, which is which is great for a career. 27.1 points per game, 7.5 rebounds per game, 7.4 assists per game. That's throughout the course of a career. For some players, they do that. that that's they probably have one season where they do that shit. LeBron's averaged this throughout the course of his career. He's never had a season where he's averaged less than 20 points. His lowest point, his lowest point average was 20.9 his rookie year coming into the NBA. And Never looked. 20, someone out of high school averaging 20 points a game. That's damn, bro. People don't understand that averaging 20 points a game is extremely hard in the NBA. Like, not you ain't even, he didn't even get a warm up period. He didn't get a veteran or nothing like that. Somebody that got him through the NBA, like, they threw his ass into the fire. They threw him in there with a pack of wolves and had him fend for himself. And he made the best, and damn it, he made the best of it. All right, go figure it out. <laughs> he did. Shit, them, bro, them first, like, what was it, 10, 11 years in Cleveland was legendary. I used to love watching him drive to the lane and just throw that motherfucking out. Back when I'm yeah. talking about, back when it was, I'm talking about, it was Bully Brian. <laughs> his first, yeah, his first stint. I say his most iconic stint, or his iconic thing he did, his first stint with Cleveland was probably the, the, uh, the Eastern Conference Finals, his performance against Detroit. Yeah. Uh, when he got to his first finals. A finals he should never even got to. It's about three, about, about a good three of them. He probably shouldn't have been there. So, <laughs> I mean, you can you you can, you can make whatever argument you want. It's about three of them. He probably shouldn't have been there. So, uh, I'll say two: the one against the Spurs, and then the first one and the last one in Cleveland. Yeah, yep. yeah, them them two years, and then I mean. If Kyrie don't go down, they probably play the Warriors in seven games and, and probably can get the dub. But mm -hmm. if Cameron Durant never goes to Golden State, look, LeBron, he gets two more. LeBron will have the you know more rings. I don't I don't know if LeBron goes to the Lakers. To be I honest, I don't, I don't think know. he does. He wins those two. I think he because that was always the problem in Cleveland. He couldn't recruit people to come there because nobody wants to come fucking play in Cleveland. It's not a, you know, the NBA is, the NBA, the, the marketing in, in, in the NBA is much different than marketing in other sports. So you could probably, like the, the Indians, you could probably get people to come play for the Indians. But I don't think a lot of people wanted to come, wanted to come play for Cleveland because they weren't a profitable team. So, but I mean, once again, man, um, Brian, congratulations, bro. And he's still, you know, the, congratulations on this milestone. And congratulations on everything you about to do from this point on because we all know you're not done yet. You got a couple more records that he's probably coming for. He could easily get to, to 40, 41,000, maybe even 42,000 points before he's done. Yeah. Easy. And, I, and I don't think I don't think nobody gonna touch that record unless we fucking this might be 30 years down the road and you know we all gonna be arguing about that shit. <laughs> yeah, well, well we definitely have some grades. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, once again, Brian, uh, congratulations, man. And, you know, we all, both of us and all your fans can't wait to see what you got in store for the future. But um, while we on the topic of basketball, we got to talk your Lakers because a trade just went out. I, I want to get your thoughts on it. The trade just went down. 
Uh, Russell Westbrook is was involved in a three-team trade. Russell Westbrook was uh, traded to the Utah Jazz for uh, with a first-round pick for Jared Vanderbilt. Uh, also, um, the Utah Jazz sent Mike Conley to the Timberwolves, and the Timberwolves sent D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley to the Lakers. Well, what is they must, they, they, they must have saw my tweets last night, bro. How do you lose a historical night like that? And then on top of that, like where the fuck was Anthony Davis at? I mean, shit, Russ was the only motherfucker that was trying to do something. Um, so we got we got uh the snitchelo <laughs> Russell back. Uh, I hope he can mind his business and stay out of people's business this time. <laughs> uh, but uh, the Jared fellow, he, he can shoot three at a decent clip. So that would be nice um, to see how that goes. And um, I don't know. We got better offensively, which is cool. Which, I mean, like, look, the West is bad. The West yeah. is bad this year because if we go on a 10-game winning streak, we'll probably be fucking fourth <laughs> or fifth. And the seating, so that's why we, we we just need to go. We just need to catch a stride, a rhythm, something to get us going. But I don't know what that's gonna take. Hopefully, this causes a spark. I'm all for it. Uh, I kind of feel sorry for Russ. Uh, I'm a, I, I'm still a Russell Westbrook fan, but I mean, when it first came up that Russ is going to the Lakers, I'm like, okay, like that's not gonna work. He he's just he, he's not gonna. I mean, I, I was surprised he bought in coming off the bench uh, this year, and there was some spurts throughout the season where it seemed like it was going to work, but it it just didn't. It just didn't for whatever reason. Uh, but but I like how Russ played with more control. Now Russ can go on and drop thirty, and hell, that Utah still might make the playoffs. The good yeah. young team. Yeah, um, I I definitely feel bad for Russ. I thought they should have traded him because the, him, you know, coming off the bench, I thought that was great for him. Like he was definitely, you know, feeding into that sixth man role. Uh, he, I mean, still battles some turnover problems, but I mean, it's Russ. It, you know, he he plays with reckless abandonment. But um, as much as I hate the Lakers, this definitely makes them better. Um, you know, Bron has he's played with shooters. I want to say like the last what ten years of his career. And this, the Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook is a ball dominant player. He needs the ball in his hands. Bron is also a ball dominant player. It just, it, it wasn't going to work. I didn't, I didn't agree with this. I, I didn't agree when they traded for Russell Westbrook to begin with, because just like with the Anthony Davis trade, I mean, of course, the Anthony Davis trade worked out a lot better. Uh, I didn't agree with them giving away, they gave away too much. I think it was two first round picks, KCP and Kuzma. And um, with uh, with the Anthony Davis trade, they gave away two. I think it was two first round of a, a first two first round picks, a second round pick. Um, uh, who uh, Hart, Lonzo, and Bi, which Bi they should have they should have held on to him. But in this particular trade, I, I definitely was I was hot. I was so hot about that. I definitely think this is. I definitely think this is a good trade for the Lakers. I mean, you get two shooters. I'm let's let's not leave out Malik Beasley. Like he's a hell of a three point shooter as well. So you know you give you you give the you give the Lakers a little bit of debt you know a little bit of depth and you know some shooting to take a little bit of the pressure off Bron and I mean the free agency period is still not over so ain't no telling what the fuck else could happen. I was so mad last night. I'm like trade away everybody, blow this shit up, fuck this shit, bullshit. <laughs> I was so mad at night. I mean I don't know. It, this I, it it just seems like. <laughs> 
you know, uh, because the Lakers is a historical franchise, their players just don't play their best brand of basketball sometimes because of that. I think, like, it's, it's the pressure or they're too nervous or they're scared or whatever it is. It's just, it's just what it feels like. And it seems like ever since LeBron put on the Lakers uniform, three-point shooters who are known to be three-point shooters in this league, they don't shoot the ball well when they with the Lakers. But they go somewhere else, now they balling. Now, outside of the championship year, which I'm still trying to understand why do you blow that up? I guess we simply didn't have the money to keep everybody because, you know, people want to get paid. But, like, like damn, bro, let's, let's try to go get another one. But whatever. Um, hopefully this it causes a spark. Uh, your team is good. Fuck Boston. Yeah, we're going to talk. We're we, we gonna, we, we gonna talk about that in a minute. We also got to talk about the other trade that went down. Was it yesterday or the day before yesterday? Kyrie Irving and Kyrie yeah, Irving. Yes, they were Kyrie Irving was traded to the Mavs along with Marquis uh, Morris for Dorian Finney-Smith, Spencer Dinwiddie, and I think it was two, um, three draft picks. I think it was a first, uh, first. I'm gonna say two first rounders in a second or a first in two seconds. But either way, what do you make of this trade? Like, how how do you feel about this trade? Okay, um, let's just shoot the shit for a second. Let's just say that Kyrie stays healthy, Luca stays healthy, and they make it to the playoffs. And the ISO ball shit is going to help because you're playing in the series, the pace slows down, you're more familiar with the opponent, and so you just need somebody to, to break you down one-on-one, and they can cause with, with uh, uh, plays that they can create plays that happen with the inside out game because the game is slower and has a slower pace but I, they have to figure out how to play with each other and what they got like maybe 30 games left yeah to figure that out i just don't i just don't understand how two ball dominant because like when you watch the the dallas mavericks before Kyrie got there is the whole, everybody just standing around and then, you know, Luca might dish the ball out the last second and then it'll be a wide open shot or something like that. So I don't I don't know how Kyrie will respond playing in uh the, the Spencer Dinwiddie role. But if anybody could do it, it's definitely him. Uh, I agree with what you said about the, not knowing how this is going to work because, you know, you got two ball-dominant players, you know, playing pretty much, this, you know, trying to play the same role. Now, I definitely think Kyrie is going to have to take a little bit of a backseat because this is Luka's team, whether he likes it or not. Like, Luka's been the guy there for the last, like, three years. And But, I mean, I definitely feel like the, uh, the Mavericks kind of got finesse because Kyrie is on an expiring contract. Like, he's, he's, he's going to be a free agent this summer. They gave up their best defender. And they gave up, you know, another another score in Spencer Dinwiddie. So, you know, I I I feel like they gave up a little too much because it's like they're not one of they're not one they're not a team that's known for defense. And now you give up your best defender. So I mean, yeah, they're gonna be able to score with teams, but who the fuck is gonna defend? Christian Woods not the greatest fucking defender. <laughs> I mean, let's just let let's just be. I mean, he's a good yeah, he's a good player, but he's not the great he's not the great he's not the greatest defender. Let's be honest here. But I mean, often like offensively, I don't. I think they'll be okay. I mean, Kyrie's, a, you know, he can he can shoot the ball, he can finish at the rim. He's one of the best at finishing at the rim. And you know, when that don't work, 
he could out, you know, when that don't work, he could always dish it out to Luca, and we know Luca can shoot the hell out of the ball. So you, you know, know, it just it it is it, it's, it's just I I I don't know. I mean, on paper, it's a good trade, but only time will tell. But bro, like, what Kyrie are you getting? The air doesn't feel right. <laughs> I'm not playing today, or. My family's taking a trip to Cabo and I have to be there and I need to go. Like, what Kyrie are you getting, bro? Um, I, I, I mean, like, look, I am a Kyrie fan. I've been a Kyrie fan since he came out of Duke. Was that 2011? Yeah, I think so. I believe so. No, nah, that might have been like 2014, 2013. Anyway, I've been a Kyrie fan for, for hellas. Uh, several pairs of his shoes and whatnot. But I mean, dude, just go play basketball, bro. Mm -hmm. Now you can look, look. Now you can have um, your social standings. There's no anti-Semitic comments, okay? And let's let's just calm that down. But dude, just go play basketball. Go make some more money, man. Okay. I think him being away from Brooklyn is gonna kind of help because he's not in a big. He, I guess you can call the Mavericks somewhat of a big market, but he don't. But it's like, well, yeah. I mean, he did, but when you look at all the shit that was going on in Brooklyn, I mean, it was only a matter of time before they just decided to blow that shit up. Because Kyrie was asking, you know, he he was asking for uh, money. They wasn't gonna give it to him. And then I don't know if you read the report, but he wanted to go to the Lakers. They weren't yeah, because yeah. because him and Joe, the owner, Joe. Uh, I don't know if it's the GM. Joe side didn't get along. He's not gonna give Kyrie what the fuck. I'm not gonna send you to fucking. I'm not gonna send you to L.A. where the fuck you want to go so you can go play with Brian. I'm, you know, he made that shit difficult. They wanted I mean, they add because the trade packages they were trying to get um, from the Lakers was. I'm not gonna say substantially, but they wanted more from the Lakers than they wanted from Dallas. So I mean, damn, bro. <laughs> I think we actually get did, did we get didn't we get a pick back? No, y'all uh, sent the. I think y'all may have got a pick. I'm, I I don't know. I think I think picks went to uh went to Minnesota. Tim, bro, nigga, we looking at 2027, 2028, 2029. When we get the first round pick, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the same with the fucking Rams. They ain't getting the. <laughs> Well, the thing about this is, is this pick is actually, I think it's protected. It's not an unprotected pick. So I don't feel like the Lakers got completely fleeced in this den. I mean, hey, after Brian leaves, ain't no tell the hell. They might fucking dump off a hole, you know, depending on what happens, who, you know, shows the fuck out on the Lakers. They might be able to get some of them first round picks back. So ain't no telling, bro. I don't even want to think about that right now. <laughs> it's gonna be just like it's gonna be just like when after Kobe retired, shit was hard to watch. Shit before Kobe retired, shit was hard to watch. Yeah, the first couple of years before he, you know, after he had that that uh that seat when he tore his Achilles. But going back to what you said about the West, like, bro, is this this is crazy. This is probably the first year where we really don't have a huge favorite coming out of e coming out of either conference, especially the Western Conference. I the West is bad this year. The West is I don't know. The West, the West is bad, but Denver's really good. Yeah. And then you got Memphis, but I don't trust them. I don't because they're too young, but I don't really I, they can get to a third round. I think so. They can get to a third round, but 
let's say Memphis does get to the finals. Are they gonna be are they gonna be able to mess with Boston? Probably not. Are, are they gonna be able to mess with Philly? Probably not. No. Are they gonna be able to mess with Miami? Probably not. Don't leave so, out Milwaukee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially I think they're gonna keep Chris Middleton on the minutes restrictions. Yeah. And then the playoffs is let him loose, which that's gonna be scary because like if everything goes right, that jumper and everything should be on point by playoff time. Yeah. And then I mean in the West, you got the surprise team, the King. Like I didn't see this coming. I didn't, I don't think nobody saw the Kings doing what the fuck they're doing right now. They playing and they're playing good ball. So and then they you know play, the, they're just playing team ball. They finally got a coach that, that understands that and is coaching them boys, making the playoffs. Yeah. So I mean, I I, I don't I don't know, man. It's just <laughs> I'm excited for the playoffs. I can say that. This the first like, bro, this 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 is gonna be. This gonna, I think this playoffs is gonna be legendary. I really do. I think within, I think this playoffs within like the next couple of years, because I personally, I don't think the Warriors are. I, I don't. They may get knocked out second round. They may make it to the third round, but I don't think they go back this year. So I think this year and like maybe next year, that just jacking up three shit. I think, I think we gonna, I think eventually we are gonna see a, a, a it's, it's gonna, it ain't gonna come to that. That punch has hurt that franchise. Yeah. In in so many ways. In so many ways, bro. I mean, like, they they pretty much have I mean they lost they lost Gary Payton the second. Uh we got one of those perimeter players that was hitting them threes. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, they, they they lost some pieces, man, but I mean, who saw Phoenix being like this? Yeah. Well, I kinda did I don't Hold on, ever since Kanye said what he said, they start playing like shit. Now, Book did get hurt and other people got hurt too, but they started playing like shit ever since Kanye said what he said, man. There might have been some truth to that. I, I, I don't know. I'm not exactly particularly sure, but it's rather interesting. I think some of that has to do with um, the whole shit with the, you know, the owner being a piece, you know, everybody finding out that the owner was a piece of shit. I also think that uh, you know, the whole thing with Dang. DeAndre DeAndre Ayton. Um Yeah, he don't want to be there. Yeah, I, I think he's that kind of fractured the team because you can see their chemistry is off. They completely Brooklyn last night, though. Yeah, they they've completely lost chemistry. So, you know, I ain't no telling, man. It ain't it ain't no telling. Um I'm I I I'm not gonna go out on the whim and say Phoenix, but I'm I'm keeping an eye on them. Cause yeah. they, they they might do some things. Yeah, book comes. Yeah, whenever book comes back, it'll be interesting. But yeah, oh, man, I forgot that I right. I really don't start paying attention to basketball till after All Star break. So, <laughs> and by, uh, I do I, I do pay attention to trades. So. For me, it is right around divisional. Not 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 divisional. Right around Christmas, mm-hmm. I start. What's going on over there? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's heating up, especially after next weekend. It's heating up, so we gonna see. So what else we got? All right, so we gotta go ahead and we gotta talk some motherfucking pigskin. <laughs> what the the, the the pigskin posse podcast? Now before I'm we talk, I'm uh, conflicted. Now hold on, I'm hold conflicted. on. I am too, but hold on. Conflicted. We gotta talk one of. The biggest bombshell that we weren't necessarily a bombshell. Me and Ron kind of we we didn't see it coming. But um the GOAT, 
the greatest quarterback of all time, the greatest quarterback, oh, the greatest man. NFL player of all time, retired. Uh, he dropped the video pretty. He again. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm actually kind of glad he did that. Not just take us on a fucking carousel. He just he wanted to leave. He wanted to tell people himself like, hey, I'm done. You know, Tom Brady retires. He said he's gonna uh, take a year off before he decides to take over this uh, NFL broadcasting gig. And personally, I think I believe him. Like it, it came straight from him. He did, and he did accept the fact that you know I wasted my uh fucking even long emotional ass speech last year, and then decided to come back. So you know, I I think he really just wants to take some time, accept that you know he's done with football, and you know really try to take some time to himself. And I think it's well deserved. I mean, his the last twenty years, last what twenty twenty five years, Brady's life has been revolved around football. So if they don't build a statue outside the Lit Stadium, fuck that organization. And if they don't build a stadium outside of the uh what James Raymond Stadium, Raymond James, yeah, fuck that stadium or that organization. Fuck, fuck them too. But uh, man, big, 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 big um, congratulations to Tom on a wonderful, illustrious. Very decorated, one of the most decorated careers players that we are ever going to see pick up a uh, fucking football. This I mean, man, this man caught this man cost me fucking hundreds and thousands of dollars over the fucking years, gave me plenty of fucking heart attacks and heartbreaks, had a rule created for him in the middle of a fucking game. So man, I look, hey Tom, I wish you nothing but success calls, no in the calls. future. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm conflicted because shit. Now I, I don't have a team anymore. <laughs> I know where time goes. So I guess I'm spectating with time now. Hey man, you can so, always you can always jump on that Pittsburgh bandwagon. You know, you know we'll accept you. <laughs> I don't like Pittsburgh. Never like Pittsburgh. Ever since ever since that Super Bowl uh, with with the Cardinals, <laughs> fuck Pittsburgh, nigga. Hey that man, we bullshit. Hey man, we had one of the best defenses in the league that year. Hate all you want to. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but y'all still got cooked by a fucking team that got hot last seven, eight weeks of the fucking season. Man, fuck y'all. Fuck you. Shit. Big Ben was, I, he I, was on his way out. No, he, no, he was not. Big Ben was fucking balling that year, nigga. You, you talk, you, who, who, hold on, you talking about, um, yeah, I played when the Browns. Big ben had a second, no. Oh, I'm you, talking about the Arizona Cardinals and y'all played in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, shit, they was on, the, they was rolling. Shit, we, you know, we, that, ben, uh, no, ben was fucking up the whole entire NFL that year. It was, yeah, but it was more so that, it was more so that defense. I mean, we only allowed like 14 points a game that year. I think 12, 14 points a game we that got, year. We got James Harrison, Troy Palomalu. James Harrison, Troy Palomalu, Larry Footy. Ryan uh, Clark, yeah, Ryan Ike Clark, Taylor. Troy Palomalu, Ike Taylor. Um, fuck, Lawrence Timmons. Oh, who, damn, who oh, else do we have on the defense? Yeah, he, bro, we, man. He was sad. Was Cam Hayward there then? He probably <laughs> was there I don't Cam think. I, I don't think Cam was there that year. I think Cam, I think Cam came the year after we played Green Bay. A year or two, a year or two, a year or two after we played Green Bay. I was going for Green Bay like a motherfucker. I mean, you know, bro, I was I was all the I was so heartbroken. They they he he cooked my ass. When Green went, when Aaron, being through like two, did he throw two or three picks that game? I think two, because he threw one that they returned for a touchdown. That's when I kind of knew, like, bro, this shit going downhill real fucking fast. You know, <laughs> if this motherfucker, if this motherfucker would have kissed Antonio Brown's ass 
Y'all would have got one more. Y'all would have got one more opportunity. Man, we spent them the year the years that Antonio Brown was there. We had Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bill, and Martavis Bryant, Heath, uh, not Heath Miller. Um, fuck, what's his name? It's gonna piss me off. It's gonna piss me off. It's, it's gonna. But anyway, them years that we had them, bro, we pretty much wasted those years trying to rebuild. Like we wasted a good ass offense trying to rebuild, trying to rebuild that fucking defense. Pissed me off. But uh, Cowboys like before this year. Yeah, but uh, we got to go back to uh Tom Brady. I bro, we got I got to read off I got to read off all his stats because just what this man did throughout his throughout the course of his career was fucking amazing. But before you did that, uh, I know this might be painful for you, but give me uh your favorite Tom Brady moment. That twenty-eight to three, uh, Atlanta Falcons come back. Oh, you motherfucker! You took mine. <laughs> you, so took mine so you took mine, so you took mine. So that's payback, motherfucker. Okay, I, I, all right. I mean, but shit, man. It's about time. He, come on, Julian Edelman catching the ball on three motherfuckers before he hit the ground, and then that defense just disappeared. And Matt Ryan started. Matt Ryan started playing that way in that second half. Are you playing in Super Bowl? He's been playing that way the rest of his career. See, I don't know what happened at that time. <laughs> well, see, I I was I was rooting against I was rooting against Tom Brady in that game. But the thing reason why that was mm-hmm. one of my favorite Tom Brady moments was that was one of the very first Super Bowls that you could say that he earned. A lot of them Super Bowls was oh Tom had a good defense and it would have never won if uh oh Vinatieri hadn't kicked the field goal and da 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 this and da 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 da. Is it Tom's fault? <laughs> Is it Tom's fault that? That Mr. Uh, uh, Carroll decided to go with a pass <laughs> on second and fucking goal. Yeah. Is that Tom's fault? It's, the, it's, the, the, the possession before Tom drove right down the field scored. Like Tom does. <laughs> is, is that his fault? It's not his fault, but you know, that's that was always the argument. I was in a lot of those fucking arguments. Yes, I was one of those people. Because I fuck just yeah, like LeBron, just, like, just like LeBron. Just like fucking LeBron, Tom Brady has broke my heart numerous fucking times. Every time we've seen these motherfuckers in the goddamn playoffs. Every fuck no, that's what it was. Jesse James, when he caught that motherfucking ball, when he caught that uh that 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 pass and stretched out for a touchdown, the ball broke the motherfucking plane and they caught it an incomplete pass. So fuck Tom. Congratulations, Tom, but fuck you. Fuck you and the Patriots for that particular call. But yeah, what was your favorite Tom Brady moment? What's my favorite Tom Brady moment? Uh, since you took mine already, gotta come up with some shit on the fly. That shouldn't be too hard to decide because I got time. Um, my favorite Tom Brady moment, uh, it has to be that uh that first year in Tampa. Because I mean, outside of that Super Bowl, because it was some. There was a lot of questionable calls and no calls in that Super Bowl. Uh, but, like, just just being able – him winning that Super Bowl proved that um, it was him and it wasn't uh, Bill Belichick's system. Yeah. It was Bill Belichick, yeah. But, like, I'm, I'm just so surprised how, like, people are so quick to, like, you know what I'm saying, that Bill Belichick got a tight leash. I'm like, damn, this motherfucker didn't bring you six Super Bowls? Yeah. But I mean, like our coach of defense and Josh McDaniels, you guys figure that out. Having a defensive coordinator call offensive plays is bad. But yeah, it, it has to be Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl, Tampa Bay. I mean, yeah, but at the same time, it's like 
if you think about it, he went to a team that was like the perfect situation. All they needed was a quarterback. I mean, do you think any if he would have went to a team like the Chargers, um, the Colts? Yeah, he went to the yeah, he went to the Forty Niners and did the same thing. Well, yeah, I, th- I think if he didn't went to the Forty Niners, I don't think they would have had that. I don't think they would have had that rough of a time like getting to the Super Bowl. I think that they probably they they maybe lose three games that year because they the the I mean the Forty Niners had a you know. A decent team, a well put together they've team. Always, bro. They've all outside of last year, and they had all those catastrophic in, injuries. They defense, they've always had a decent defense. Yeah, always going yeah. back to the, the the Alex Smith days. Yeah, they went from fucking uh Navarro Bowman and Patrick Willis to Fred Warner and uh, Dre Greenlaw. Them boy, they they they. They are they're a coaching fucking uh, a coaching factory. They produce head coaches and and coordinators in fucking they're San Francisco. They're a fucking matchup nightmare, nigga. Oh god, we got these motherfuckers today. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, going back to Tom Brady, we are going going through all his stats and accolades. So, Tom Brady retires as a seven-time MVP, a five-time mm-hmm. Super Bowl, uh, seven-time Super Bowl champ. A five-time Super Bowl MVP, a three-time regular season MVP, a two-time offensive uh, player, a two-time offensive player of the year, a 2009 comeback player of the year, a three-time first-team All-Pro, a 15-time Pro Bowler, five-time passing yards leader, a four-time, a five-time passing touchdowns leader, a four-time passing yards leader. He retires with the most QB wins. The most career attempts, the most career completions, the most career passing touchdowns, the most career passing yards, and tied for the longest touchdown pass. He also has a national championship with that fucking Michigan team that beat uh, Ryan Leaf of Washington State. All re- right, all right, all right, all right. I'm going to put the brakes on that. That motherfucker had nothing to do with that. He was he there. Didn't. He did. He was there. He was there. <laughs> he, he, was there. He's a, he was there. He's still a national champion. But uh, he also retires with... 649 touchdowns, 212 interceptions, 89,214 yards, a 97.2 passer rating, and a 64% completion percentage. Tom's the greatest QB of all time. It, it, I, I don't I don't know if we are ever – maybe we might with the way the rules are changing. Maybe we might with, with the rules are changing, but I don't know if we ever going to see this again. I really don't. Fuck Joe Montana. Fuck Ben Marino. Fuck John Elway. Fuck Brett Favre, fuck Drew Brees, fuck Ben <laughs> Roethlisberger, fuck all you motherfuckers. It's Goat Brady, fuck Peyton Manning, fuck Eli, especially fuck Eli Manning. <laughs> God, oh, I lost so much money that second Super Bowl, bro. I stopped speaking to motherfuckers until it got warm outside, bro. That's hey man, I've only ever rooted for Tom in three Super Bowls, and that was two of them. I couldn't, I can't fucking stand the Giants. I rooted for him, and I rooted for Tom in both of them Super Bowls with the Giants, and the one versus the Seahawks because I couldn't stand their ass either. Still to this day, I can't. Fuck them, motherfucker. Fuck them and Pete Carroll. Man, bro, 2011 Eli Manning was in the fourth quarter. That was my CTV, bro, and it yeah. all started with that Jerry World performance. Yeah. Very much so. I can I can agree with you on that one. But uh, we got to talk conference championship weekend. Uh, last what was it? Two weeks ago, because yeah, we didn't we didn't put out an episode. So the Eagles versus the 49ers, Really, it wasn't much to talk about. The Eagles, the Eagles went down there on 
Eagles, Eagles went down their own the first drive, punched the ass right in the mouth, scored, never looked back. Um, Jalen goes 15 to 25 for 121 yards, um, 39 rushing yards, and one TD. Uh, San Francisco had a total of 97 yards passing, and Christian McCaffrey had 15 carries for 184 yards and a touchdown. Um, of course, on the first, I think the first drive, the first drive of uh, San Francisco, first drive of San Francisco's possession, um, Philadelphia gets a strip sack on third down. Brock Purdy gets injured and uh, in steps Josh Johnson, uh, who also gets knocked out due due to due to a concussion. But before then, he threw. I think he threw threw a pick and he fumbled twice. Yeah, yeah. yeah and he, he had been to like thirteen different teams before that. I know one of the XFL dudes. Yeah. And believe, like, all right, bro. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this. For as much of an ass whooping this was, the Eagles really didn't do a whole lot. I mean, the defense showed. I mean, the defense showed the fuck out. But when the other team ain't got a quarterback, it ain't hard to do. <laughs> I'm I just mean, saying, but like, <laughs> but bro, like, they still on paper was playing against the best defense in football. Yeah, and it paper. showed. It actually showed. I mean, believe it. Believe it or not, bro. Like I said, as, as much of an ass open this was, the Eagles only had two hundred and sixty four yards of total offense. The Eagles did. Right. So they they punted the ball at least ten times. Yeah, like this is the two. Like this was pretty much the two best offenses in the NFL. But I mean, the Eagles had the best. The Eagles had the best not offenses. I'm sorry. I mean, it really was wrestling offenses. But the two, yeah, two best defenses. You had the best run defense versus the pe- the best the best pass defense with Philadelphia. And, I mean, San Francisco only gained 164 that, yards of total offense. They, they said that in the Super Bowl, uh, what's his name? Mahomes played in before he played yeah. Tom Brady. Best defense in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, shit, for three quarters, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, like I said, for, for you know, the score on paper, it looks like, damn, the Eagles just beat their ass. And, I mean, they kind of did. But when you look at the stats, the stats don't they don't really add up. The Eagles only had 264 yards of total offense, and Phil, uh, they were five of 15 on third down. That's not good. That's that that that's that's not good. So you I mean, know, they you, you gotta you do that against Mahomes. I'm, I'm sorry, but if you do that against Mahomes, bro, that's you down three score. Yeah, we ain't gonna talk about that just yet, but we got to keep talking about this game. And I mean, um, Christian McCaffrey, you know, he ties it up in the second quarter, seven to seven. But Philly goes on to score two more times before the half, and they never look back. And I mean, I, I I gotta get I gotta give it to Christian McCaffrey for you know he did everything he could. They was they had that man out there throwing passes, catching passes, fucking running the ball. He did everything he could. And George Kittle, I gotta give props to George Kittle for being you know the vocal leader on this team because even with them getting smashed <laughs> like this, he was still doing everything he can to keep his team pumped oh, up. Yeah. So oh, yeah, and I'm laughing and I'm laughing because it was it was it was a, was a sound bite when he went up to Brock Purdy. Can you throw with your left hand? You ambidextrous? <laughs> <laughs> That's, no, that was funny. That was funny. So I mean, I I, I gotta I gotta give it to you know I gotta give it to George Kittle. Um, look, man, you when whenever his career is said and done, he's gonna be a coach somewhere. I, I definitely think he's gonna end up being a coach. But the question I wanted to ask you is, if Brock Purdy could have stayed healthy, like if he didn't get hurt, do you think? I mean, do you think this game would have been any different? No, I mean, it probably would have been competitive. It probably would have been competitive the first half. Yeah, 
or at least the first quarter and halfway through the second quarter or something. But, like, bro, I'm going to keep it a buck with you, dog. I fell asleep at the end of the second quarter. I woke up uh, in the middle of the fourth. I'm like, I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> this shit is over with. I'm like, because the motherfucking – then they they put I mean it got it got bad, bro. The next starting the next quarterback on the depth chart depth of chart roster is Christian McCaffrey. I'm like, man, I'm going, man, <laughs> going back to sleep on this. I pass the fuck out. But like, um, uh, if you're the 49ers, you got one problem at quarterback. You got three yeah. options. But for real, you got two options that might work. Um, so that's great. Uh, this is, has done nothing but motivated and feel, and feel them for next season. So look out yeah. for the 49ers. I feel like early, 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 way too early prediction. Um, shout out Jalen. I mean, I mean, I mean, all you, all, all, all you Alabama fans. I mean, it's probably at least one of y'all on every NFL team. That's that's thirty teams. Can we have one? Can we have one, love one? Can we have one? Well, I mean, Jalen, I don't feel like Jalen claims Alabama. I mean, he became a better quarterback when he went to fucking Oklahoma. So I mean, he said, I don't want I don't know why they want to claim me now. I'm gonna be a sooner forever. <laughs> right. <laughs> he finally got a quarterback in the NFL, baby. And I think he's solid. And I think it's personally, I think it's dope that him and Devontae are back in the fucking uh or you know, they they were in, they played in the national championship together. Now they're playing in the Super Bowl together. And uh then the other the other dude, what's his name? Jordan Davis. And I forgot the other dude from Nicole Dean. Nicole Dean, Nicole or Nicole Dean that played with Georgia, played on Georgia's defense last year. Yeah, now they yeah, going, yeah, they played in the national yeah. championship. Now they playing in the Super Bowl this year. So I, I mean they got damn, they bro. they got they got a little bit of championship experience on that fucking team. Wow. Yep. And man, look, once once again, shout out to Jalen, bro. Shout shout out to Jalen. He gets pulled the timeline. He gets pulled from Alabama. He, he, uh, not, not yeah. Hold on, hold on, not not, not hold pulled. On. He gets bent. Go ahead. Hold on. He is the first true freshman to start at, at the time to start at Alabama. I want to say like something crazy, like 28, 30 years. It's like a crazy number. Leads him to a national championship. Loses that game, I think, in double overtime. Takes them all the way back to the national championship. Gets benched at halftime, and there you go. Gets benched at halftime for Tua. Tua wins the start. Tua wins out the next year to start a job. Then mm-hmm. he transfers to Oklahoma. Oh, takes, hold on, no, 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 yeah, Tua, he, Tua gets hurt in the in the uh, SEC, SEC championship. championship. He comes in to win that to get them back into the playoffs. Then they get their asses faked by Clemson, and then my bad. Yeah, and it was kind of fun. yeah. He uh he didn't play in the Clemson game right after the Clemson game. Ryan tweets, "Hey, bro, come to Norman. Oh, uh, c- come to York. Come to Norman. Oklahoma needs you." He transfers to Oklahoma. Balls the fuck out. Heisman candidate. Uh, leads them to another Big Twelve title, and then of course. They lose to uh, LSU, which was probably, you could argue, one of the greatest teams in fucking NCAA history. Joe Burrow had the greatest fucking uh, year for a college QB in NCAA history. Do you think the LSU team would have beat the USC team? Like those USC teams? Like, because, yeah, 
Because the, the speed on the outside, yeah. the receiver position. Yeah, and then the skill, and then the, the skill set of QB, this, and then the skill set of QB. There was just there was too much for anybody. They was too, they, they was too fucking much. Keep in mind, Devin White was on that team too. The linebacker for the Bucks, he was on that team too. Sideline, 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 yeah. sideline. Yeah, so I mean they had, so they had a team, and then of course Jalen gets drafted second round to the Eagles. Everybody's wondering what the fuck are y'all like? Why the fuck are y'all taking the QB? Comes in at the end of the season uh, when Carson Wentz starts playing like shit. You know he balls out the last couple games, gets benched in the last, gets benched in the last game for just a couple. Just must, I mean that season was over anyway. Carson Wentz leaves. He played. No, he leads the Eagles to a playoff berth the next season, and now this season he's an MVP candidate. Uh, won the division, won the conference. Now he now he has a mother. Now he's in the Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts was born, grew up, learned how to play football, signed to Alabama, made it to the NFL, got to the Super Bowl before the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Y'all still them boys? Y'all still them boys? You sure? How about them Cowboys? <laughs> you sure? <laughs> Tell man, hats off to hey, hats off to Jalen. Congratulations, man. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you compete in the Super Bowl and seeing what this Eagles team can do, man. Now we got to move on to the next game. Cincinnati loses to uh, Kansas City, 23 to 20, in the AFC Conference Championship game. Of course, uh, Pat Mahomes gets the ball back. I think with I think it was like 14, 18 seconds on the clock. Um, he gets them. You know, Pat takes off running down the sideline. Uh, Joseph Osai pushes, uh, gets a late hit call, pushes him out of bounds. Pat Mahomes, uh, which puts them in field goal range. Harrison Bucker comes out, kicks the field goal. Um, Chiefs win 23-20. What was your biggest takeaway from this game? Fuck Joe Burrow. <laughs> I call him Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, yeah. Jerboho, take your ass back to Ohio with that bullshit, <laughs> nigga. Tom Burrowhead. Fuck you and Ohio, nigga. Burrowhead, oh, that's my home's that, mansion, motherfucker. Um, first off, uh, hats off to Kansas City's defense. Uh, that, that, that front line, uh, they got a lot of cover sacks. Shout out to Chris Jones. We're getting multiple sacks this game. Yeah. Uh, shout, his out ass. Second, shout out to that secondary with, I mean, mostly rookies out there. They got playing, you know, against a top five offense, top 10 offense in the NFL. So y'all went out there and did y'all thing. Uh, and shout out uh, to Mahomes, obviously, because Miko went out, Juju went out, Kadarius Tony went out. He was passing to a practice squad nigga. Kels, Pacheco, and somebody else. MBS. Right. And and he he waited to run at the right moment. And then I mean, I don't know, Bucker something he he might would have hit a 60 yard field goal. I don't know, but that definitely helped. Yeah. <laughs> extra 15 yeah. Yards. Seriously. That definitely helped. Uh, I gotta give a shout out to I gotta give a shout out to MVS because bro, we we had said the previous episode who's gonna be the wide receiver that stepped up and he stepped up he had the game he had the game of his life 
in the biggest fucking game of his life so far. Six reception, uh, NBS, six receptions, 116 yards and a touchdown. Kelsey, seven receptions, 76 yards and a touchdown. So, I mean, you know, when you know when MBS saw Juju go down and Kelsey was getting double cover, he said, fuck this. He, you know, he manned up. And that one t- that touchdown that he caught, I thought he dropped it for a minute. I thought he dropped it or it got knocked down. So, you know, props to him for making that play. Cause if he don't catch, I don't think, I think if he drops that, I don't think, I don't think Kansas, I think that, that takes all the momentum and confidence away from that Kansas City offense. And I don't think they win that game. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, uh, hats off to them for being for being tough. Hats off to Mahomes for being tough and playing through it. I think the number one thing that drove them was the girl ahead comment. Yeah, I think that just drove the whole team that whole week. Like you just you thank you, you lit the fire that we needed. So thank you. Um, moving on to the Super Bowl. Hold on, a couple days. We ain't done yet. We ain't done yet. I think we ain't done yet. No, but um. Yeah, um, shouts out to Mahomes. This is his um, third Super Bowl in five years. Fifth straight AFC uh, championship game. So if we needed any argument as to who the best QB was in the NFL right now, th- that stop this bullshit. Shouldn't have been an argument in the first place. But uh, uh, I mean, I, I was listening to that. Month. I had to, I had to take that. I had to sit there and take that the whole season in case it's Burrow. Mm-hmm. 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 All right. And he also outplayed Burrow, Mahomes. 29 of 43, two touchdowns, 326 yards, zero, zero interceptions. Joe Burrow, 26 of 41, one touchdown for 270 yards, two interceptions, two of them. And one of them was a very fucking horrible interception. You throw a deep double coverage to T. Higgins. Yeah, to T. Higgins. That's what fucked him. He didn't didn't throw it. He didn't throw it to the sideline. He he kind of left it up in the air. And I mean, but dude made a hell of a play. He did. Dude made a hell of a he play did. with that ball, though. He really but did. But he just is left it in the air too long, though. He did. And yeah, shout out to shout out to that Chiefs defense, man, because they took a lot. They, you know, they've been taking a lot of slack over the last, you know, five years. And you know, Legarius Sneed goes down, which is you know their vet, which is their veteran cornerback. And you know them, uh, Trent McDuffie, uh, Williams, and I forgot the other one. They all had to step up, and they they stepped the fuck up. Uh, the other rookie, George Carla- uh, Carlaftis or Carlaftis, he had a sack. And then Chris Jones and Frank Clark and, you know, the Chiefs defensive line, they made it very uncomfortable. They made it very uncomfortable for the for, for Joe Burrow on the backfield. And they was I think the biggest thing that really helped the Chiefs was they stopped the run game. The Bengals only, the Bengals only managed to get 71 yards of rushing. I mean, the Chiefs didn't have a whole lot of rushing yards, but they've never been known as a rushing team. But yeah, like uh, uh, mixing and Piran, they really couldn't do shit coming out the backfield. Wasn't having it. We gonna make you do it, Mister Burrow. I mean yeah. Burrow. The Burrow. No, you got it right. It's Burrow. Now I do want to speak uh, on the officiating call because when the Chiefs pretty much got that fifth down, when it was like third, when it was like they were, it was a fourth down, but um, the third down play uh, was blown dead or some shit like that. Remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And then so then the Bengals, they get the stop, but Eli Apple be doing what the fuck Eli Apple does, gets a fucking holding call. Like, All right, motherfucking <laughs> shit. There you go. 
He was the one. He was one of the main reasons why I was happy that the, I can't stand they motherfucking that. They just like Shannon Sharp said. They just like the fucking Grizzlies. They talk like they won some. They ain't won shit yet. You went to the Super Bowl and fucked that up. Because <laughs> they got Ja, who I mean, he ain't the best player yet, but shit, he top five. Yeah, I think he personally. I think the I think Ja's gonna end up taking the NBA to what the fuck he's doing. They, they everybody gonna be starting looking for a flashy ass dunker and ball handler and finisher at the rim. So it's a, it'll be interesting to see how you know the next five years play out in the NBA with Bron on the back end. Steph got a couple more years left, and KD got a couple more years left. So it, it, it's an, it'll be interesting, man. KD fuck around, get get the twenty years though, because the nigga only played what. Maybe, maybe forty five games a year. Yeah, maybe his ass can't stay healthy. So I didn't mean to cut you off earlier, Ryan, but we now move on to the Super Bowl, which is going to be in Glendale, Arizona, Philadelphia versus Kansas City. Now, I want to throw out there that this is, you know, some some you know some stats. This is I don't remember the last time, but this is the. Two MVP candidates are facing off. Two number one seeds are facing off. This is the number one well, pass. One or the other, one or the other by the time this game is played will be yeah. named MVP. Yeah. This is the number one pass defense versus the number one pass offense. This is the fourth overall defense versus the first, the number one overall offense. Philadelphia's fifth best run defense versus Kansas City's eighth best run defense. Philadelphia's ninth best uh pass over uh ninth ninth best pass offense versus Kansas City's 18th ranked pass defense. This is also the first time we have two black quarterbacks going head to head, which I'm extremely excited about. And I I mean I'm excited about it, but at the same time, I kind of wish that NFL would stop trying to play that shit for the simple reason. Here's what I don't like. Jalen and Pat. Both had present fathers. Jalen, mm-hmm. Jalen is a coach's son. His father's his father was their coach from through high school. Mahomes, was at Mahomes. all his games, and yeah, Mahomes. His dad was a famous MLB baseball player. MLB player, right? So, I mean, that lot lot of Mahomes is, is genetics, God given. Some coaching, some coaching. Most most uh, pitchers are, are, do end up being quarterbacks or quarterbacks that. Or pitchers that try to beat quarterbacks, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, shit like that. So yeah. But the, the thing I don't like about it is like you and I both know if both of these guys came from broken homes, grew up poor, came from the hood, mom struggled, this and that, bro. The NFL mm-hmm. would be they'll be eating this shit up all fucking week. That's all like that, that's all the fuck we'd be hearing about. But all because week. but because they're uh, outstanding role model citizens and know how to conduct them fucking selves. And, and their fathers saying, are present. And not saying that people who come from households without their fathers being present, broken homes or single parent households are erratic or crazy and they don't know how to act. But I'm just saying, so they don't have that, that which is weird because like this is the fucking Super Bowl and I've barely seen any commercials for it. Right. Right. It's a fucking it's, Super Bowl. I mean, they probably won't start to they it, you probably won't see a whole lot of Super Bowls to the weekend. Friday, but I'm kind of, yeah, but I'm I'm actually kind of glad you mentioned that because you really don't see a whole lot of you you really don't see a whole lot of commercials promoting this Super Bowl, which is kind of fucked up. But the thing I'm like the thing I don't like is why don't y'all promote the fact that they had that they got present black fathers 
just as much as I would if they had absent black fathers. That, that's that, that that's that's all that's that's all I want to know. Oh, oh, unfortunately, bro, it, it it just isn't good TV. That that's all. That's all it's, it is. It's, it's unfortunately, not. it's just not good TV, and that's that's a fucking shame. Because like, why why is negative shit always gets gets you know <laughs> talked about and. It's the main thing in discussion. I hate that shit. But me personally, uh, these are two Big 12 quarterbacks who a lot of people try to say is the worst conference in football. But yeah, there's two quarterbacks from the Big 12 playing in the Super Bowl. So, hey. Don't make a prediction 12. yet. Don't make a prediction yet. But, no, no, no. This is uh, shout out to Big 12. Are you good? I also, I also think this helps y'all. Oh, I I think this helps Oklahoma because they have a quarter. You know, they saw what Jalen was able to do once he went to Oklahoma, and they now see where the fuck he is in the NFL. So I disagree. I disagree and the only reason why I disagree is because of Lincoln Riley. It, it helps him. It helps him. I feel like it. It really, as long as he's a head that. coach, as long as he's a head coach, he's gonna get down to any quarterback, any dual threat quarterback he wants. Yeah, but at the same time, when you got players that are, you know, want to, you know, when they're coming to OU for a visit, they can, you know, Jalen can be a voice or whatever. You know, they can look at Jalen and say, you know, mate, I can't get there. You know what I mean? So, in a way, I, def I definitely think this helps y'all. But before we make predictions, um, we're like, we, we, we going, I'm not going off topic, but we're going to kind of transition here. But, um, what do you think the Chiefs need in order in order to win this game? What do you think the Chiefs need to do? Oh, um, they got to do a lot. <laughs> okay, in order for the Chiefs to win this game, uh, they have to disrupt Jalen's timing. They need to constantly keep pressure in his face. Not even pressure to somebody necessarily in his face. They have to, to uh, contest passes. Um, they have to. They have to stop the running game. Yeah, the running game. If the running game has any kind of life in this game, it's gonna cause a spark for them, and that's what they don't need. They have to keep the running, the the, the runs. You you can give up occasional ten or fifteen, but that's it. And it need to be two, three yards, maybe four yards, and cloud of dust. Um, offensively, the offensive line, which is not bad compared to the last time they was in the Super Bowl for the Chiefs, um, they have to. Keep Sweat and and number seven and, and 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 Fletcher and Sue and them boys. They have to keep them at bay. Uh, uh, Mahomie and them. They gonna have to run the ball a little bit. I feel like the the, the catching from the running backs is gonna play out uh, a lot more in this game than versus the wide receivers for the Chiefs. So I need Pacheco and, and uh, McClendon. McKinnon. McKinnon, I need him to catch the ball and do some things. Uh, and, and I mean, what's the health situation with, with the wide receivers? Is Juju good? Is is Kadarius Tony good? Is, you know what I'm saying? Are people, is Kels gonna be healthy? Like you know, but um, yeah, I think it's gonna be a very close game. And who do you? What's the key to strategy uh, for the Eagles to win? Um. Well, I'm a, I'm gonna go. We we gonna get to that in a minute, but I'm a, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. Uh, I kind of agree with what you said. They're gonna have to find a way to run the ball. I think you know this is the best 
pass defense and this was the best pass defense in the NFL. Um, they they have to and believe it or not, the uh, Eagles run defense really wasn't all that great this year. It, it, it wasn't as great as everybody thinks it is. So I think I agree with what you said. They're going to have to find somewhere to run the ball and they're going to have to you know figure out how to get the ball to the running backs coming out of the backfield. For the defense, they got to find a way to make um, they got to they got to find a way to disrupt Jalen's timing, like you said. And they just they got to get they got to get nasty. They got to get in the backfield to you know try to they got to disrupt the backfield. Period. Because I don't think it, I don't think either one of those corners can guard Devontae or AJ Brown. And I don't. I, I, I really don't. And they still got you know they still got Quez Watkins. They still got uh, and they got Sanders. They got Sanders, Boston Scott, and uh, Kenneth Gainwell coming out the backfield to receive the ball. So you know, defensively, they the Chiefs. They the the Chiefs defense is they're gonna have to play the best game they've ever played, the best game they've ever played, the best playoff game they've ever played, and the best Super Bowl they fucking ever played. And I do want to make a point. This is like the um, the Chiefs are number one in uh, pass block win rate. Blocking, like pass blocking, they're number one in pass blocking. The uh the Eagles defensive line is number one in pat yeah, they're 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 uh they're first in pass block win rate pass rush in pass rush and they're 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 first. So I, I it's it's just it's gonna be interesting to see how these you know how these lines stack up against each other. So did that that just adds more excitement to the fucking Super Bowl. But um uh, switching over to the Eagles, what do you think the Eagles need to do on the offense and the defensive side of the ball to win this game? I mean, honestly, I don't really like Kansas City defensive line outside of Chris Jones. <laughs> um, so, I mean, honestly, keep doing what you've been doing. Uh, make your plays, make your reads. Uh, you know, they're great, they're excellent at run blocking. Um, and because of that, uh, they they get a lot of runs. They they get a lot of chunk plays out of the running game, and then if, which opens up the play action uh, pass game, which is why you see people open down the field. So they have to just offensively just keep doing what you've been doing. Defensively, uh, go test that ankle out on, on Patrick Mahomes. Go see how healthy he really is. You know what I'm saying? Go at Mr. Orlando Brown. Go go. Let's go see his left tackle. Let's go see how good he really is. Like, get that pass rush going. And then, I mean, I mean, my homie's going to slice you up. Ain't no, ain't no question about that. But how often are you going to give him time to let him slice you up? I feel like the that for uh, defensively for the Eagles, that game is going to be decided in the trenches. Mm-hmm. In situational football, I can agree. For me, uh, I'm going to go defensive first. I think the Eagles, they got to – they gotta get at Kelsey. They gotta cause they know they know that's Pat's go-to. They he know that's double. Yeah, that's what double. that's what I'm saying. They gotta they gotta double him every time he ever they gotta hit, they gotta hit him a couple times. They gotta make shit very uncomfortable for uh Travis Kelsey because I mean they with them with they got James Bradbury and uh Darius Slay and them two of the you know, them two of the top corners in the league. So and I don't have a lot of confidence in any of the Chiefs wide receivers, including Juju to really get off on these corners like that. You know, if they do, it might not be until late in the game, but I think, you know, if, if we're talking wide receiver cornerbacks, I definitely think uh, the Eagles have the upper hand in the cornerback section. 
in, in the in the in the in the defense department. And I mean Sue, um, Sue, Hassan Reddick, Fletcher Cox, and all you know, all them boys. I really think they gotta they they gonna have to get, you know, they're gonna have to get off, they're they gonna have to bring the pressure. They're gonna have to bring the heat and you know, like you said, test that ankle and make it very uncomfortable for Pat Mahomes back there. On the offensive side of the ball, I really don't think they gotta do anything different. Um, cause they, I think the Eagles got too much to worry about. You got Devontae, you got AJ Brown on the outside. You got Goddard, you know, slice you up, up the middle. You got to worry about Sanders, Boston Scott, Kenneth Gainwell. And I ain't even threw Jalen in there yet. Cause Jalen's a dual threat quarterback. So I really don't think, yeah, it, I, I just, bro. I just think they got to, I think if they, they got to control the time of possession, that's what I, 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 I they got to do what they can to keep Pat Mahomes off the fucking field. This this might be one of them, you know, them, uh, late 90s, early 2000s Super Bowls where, mm -hmm. you know, it's like 58 to 23. <laughs> you like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. Or, or it could be where I need it to be a nail biter. You really don't know who's going to win this motherfucker. Like, you know, 23, 27 or, 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 or 31, 34. One of them heartbreaking kind of games for a team. So, uh, I I I love it. I love both quarterbacks. Tyree Irvin is torching the Clippers right now. <laughs> I'm not surprised. We got the sliders turning all the way up. Um. So hold on. Now, before we make a decision, bro, I want to make some closing remarks because I want to give everybody something to think about before y'all go dumping a whole bunch of money on either one of these teams. Now, but coming into the season. Kansas City had the number one ranked hardest schedule of 2022. The Eagles had the easiest ranked schedule of 2022. Um, That's what I was saying. Like, Eagles keep winning by a lot. They're not staying nobody. Yeah, and and personally, I say, and that's why I say both of these teams deserve to be here because the Eagles had the hardest schedule. I mean, the easiest because the Eagles had the easiest schedule. There was no reason why they shouldn't have made it to the Super Bowl. And then with the Chiefs having the hardest schedule, winning the division, winning the number one seed, they deserve to be here. And they lost, you know, they lost, they lost what was supposed to be their best player outside of Pat Mahomes. And they and he still went out there, had an MVP type season. So they deserve to be here. But I also I also, you know, the Chiefs have the eighth, uh, the eighth best run defense. But that's simply because not a lot of teams run on the Chiefs. They don't. Because they know their pass defense isn't all that, mm -hmm. and uh, and now I've mentioned the Eagles' defense, the Eagles' run defense isn't all that great. But I also want to mention that for the Eagles to have such a good defense, three teams have put up thirty points on them. For them to have such a great defense and the number, you know, it's the supposed easiest schedule in the NFL, three teams have hung thirty on them. For the Chiefs' defense to be middle of the pack, only one team has got 30 on the Chiefs. Only one. And that was Tampa Bay. Also. That was early when they played, too. Also, we saw um, Philadelphia didn't have a really good offense, really have a good offensive day versus San Francisco. But the defense was able to eat because San Francisco was down to their third-string quarterback. They only beat them. They only beat them 31-7 and gained like 269 yards offense. Kansas City also played San Francisco early in the season. This is the same defense. Kansas City beat them 44-23. I think Pat Mahomes had over 300 yards rushing that game. So, 
I'm not saying um, this is just some shit that I'm throwing out there before y'all go placing these bets. So just before y'all go throwing a whole bunch of money at the Chiefs or going to throw a whole bunch of money at uh, Philadelphia, just keep this shit in mind. So that <laughs> that's the, the take saying, a shot exclusive. So you saying this uh, best on both of them? <laughs> no, what I'm saying is okay. If you look at it on paper, everybody knows like everything is always said. Oh, you need it. You know, defense wins Super Bowls. You got to have a run game. Philadelphia has all of that on paper, but when you really go, when you really look at it, dive deep into it. One of the reasons that they you know, that they're where they are is because of the easy schedule. And we've seen teams run the score up on them. So on paper, yeah, they should beat the shit out. They, you know, yeah, they, they should beat the shit out the Chiefs. But the Chiefs are going to make this shit. They're going to make it a game. That's all I'm saying. I'm not giving you my prediction just yet, but I it, it's, it's, it's going to be a much more competitive. I think it's going to be a much more competitive game than people think. I really do. So the big question is, who do you have winning the Super Bowl and what's your final score? Um, I'm going to go Kansas City. Um. Mm, like 33 30 you know something like that it's gonna be i got got this game being very close extremely competitive and exciting, exciting. like last year as well what's your prediction my good side my Eagles fan. I'm actually going to go with KC this game for all the reasons that I just said. But I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I got it. I'm going to go 38-35. I think um, Pat Mahomes gets the ball late in the game, like a minute and a half, minute and 50, minute and a half. I think he has a Tom Brady-esque type drive, gets them in field goal, and I think Harrison Bucker wins him the game. Now, granted – if Jalen wins, I won't be upset because I'm, you know, I'm low key, I'm low key rooting for Jalen, and just, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a part time OU fan. I mean, I'm just getting to the point I'm becoming a full time OU fan because I watch them a little more than I watch my team. But um, yeah, man, I, I think Pat Mahomes has finally entered that realm of you can't bet against him, and anytime you do, he's gonna make you pay for it. And I learned my lesson with that shit with Brady. So, yeah, I. As much as I want to go with the Eagles, and I mean I love the Eagles defense, I love what they've done this year. I just I I think I think the Chiefs are gonna get it done. I I really do. I think, and this is also I also think this is the last year they window. Um Kelsey, I think Kelsey's gonna be there, but I think somebody I think somebody knocks them out in the playoffs next year. That's my prediction. I don't think I think I think they I don't think they get back to the Super Bowl for another couple of years. Kansas City gonna be like San Antonio, man. Every other year, <laughs> hey, just like might be man. every every other year. We can we can't do it every year, but when we get there, we are gonna do something. You know, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know what I, I'm saying? I, I hear. Hey, you 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 know me. You know I hear you, brother. All right. So 
Home stretch. <laughs> Home stretch. In or out questions. Sean Payton being hired at Denver makes them a contender next year. In or out. Oh, shit, I'm out. It's too early. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. i tell you what, though. Uh, he is not going to hesitate to put that motherfucker on the bench. No. He's going to fucking do it. We're going to find somebody at week. It'll be like Jimmy Johnson draft five quarterbacks. Uh, personally, I'm in because of um, I'm not a fan. Like, I don't like Sean Payton because I really don't like what he did with this. I really don't like what he did to the Saints, how he just pretty much quit on them. But I think if anybody, this team has the talent, they got the wide receivers, they got the defense, they got a nice little running back. I'm, you know, hoping he can come back healthy, uh, Javante Williams. And I think if anybody can bring the best out of Russ and not kiss his ass, because we know Sean Payton ain't going to kiss your ass. I think if anybody can bring the best out of Russ, I definitely think it's going to be Sean Payton. I mean, he's a pro yes, he's a proven head coach. We saw what he was able to do with Drew Brees. You know, they talk about Russell Wilson being a short quarterback. Drew Brees was a short quarterback, and we saw what the fuck he was able to do. Drew Brees had a, you know, was MVP, I think he was an MVP candidate a couple times, had a couple 5,000-yard seasons, took them to uh, the AFC, the NFC Championship game a couple times. So I definitely, I, 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 I definitely think that if anybody can, you know, get this team to where they need to be, then Sean Payton. I'm all in. I think the Broncos are a contender next year. I mean, yeah, they can make it. They can make it. They also, yeah. really, I mean, I don't really see nothing out of that. Yeah. They're going to have to play Kansas City. I don't really. We'll see. In or out, with Brady's retirement, is it time for Tampa Bay to blow it up and allow and allow players to seek trades elsewhere? Shit, I ain't got a choice. Yeah, I'm in on that. <laughs> I don't have a choice. Dude's gonna be asking for trades anyway. Yeah. Holding out and all that other shit. They don't have a choice. It's over with. It's done. That 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 window of winning titles and all that good shit, it's finished. I'm all it's in as I mean, I'm all in as well, unless like a Derek Carr or some unless I mean if Derek Carr comes there, I don't think they're gonna win a Super Bowl or nothing like that. But you know, I still if Derek Carr can come there, I definitely think that they're gonna be, you know, a competitive team because he'll have a defense, he'll have guys to throw the ball to. There's a lot, there's a rumor going around that he's probably gonna end up in New Orleans because they, you know, they were one of the first teams to ask to interview him. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But yeah, I'm definitely all in on that. You know, they, you know, they did what they was, you know, they got a Super Bowl in that window. We had you know one three uh one two division titles, uh so you know it, I'm I'm all in. I think they blow it up. I think they allow players to you know, uh at, you know ask for trades and you know allow them to seek the um test free agency. Yeah, so, I mean, it sounds like a plan to me. Yeah. In or out, with the way Geno Smith's played this season, he deserves you know a long not a, not a long term. But like a uh, a short term contract for some decent money. You talking about like two three years? Yeah, like two three years. You know, one hundred twenty five yeah. mil or something like that. I don't know if he's worth one hundred twenty five mil, but find a quarterback to get to the playoffs. They don't grow on trees. Yeah. So yeah, you pay the man. I man on it as well. Um, what he was able to do with that team, and nobody nobody saw them coming. Nobody saw them coming. Nobody saw this coming from him. But was he what, what he was able to do with that team? He obviously has a rapport with Tyler Lockett and uh, DK Metcalf, and I'm sure they, you know, they're gonna have some other wide receivers coming in next year. They got the young, you know, they got my young bull Kenneth Walker coming out the backfield. I think you lock Geno up for another couple of years. 
and you know just look for the future. You know, look, you know, look at the draft. The next, you know, I'm pretty sure they're gonna have a decent. Everybody gonna be chomping at the bit to get Caleb next year, and I'm pretty sure you know there's gonna be another. You know, Shador, he's probably gonna be coming out in another couple of years. Just you know, ride it out and look for a quarterback in this. You know, this these next couple of drafts because I got yeah, I got the Broncos first round picks for the next two years. So <laughs> just just saying. Unbeatable situation. Yeah. What, what, what we got next? Uh, in or out? The Cowboys should look in the draft, look in free agency or in the draft for another QB option to put some fire under Dak Prescott's ass. You in or out on that? Yeah, I mean, look, nigga, it might be kind of dependent. This is a Cowboys have an interesting pattern, which is surprised me. Oh, uh, because they don't usually make the playoffs consistent years in a row. No. They don't usually do shit like that. That's not usually them. So I'm expecting them to have a hiccup and, and uh, not make the playoffs. So, yeah, it depends on how bad they play. They might fuck around and be drafting Caleb. Maybe. I'm also... I'm also all in on it because obviously you see you're not gonna win a super you're not gonna get to the Super Bowl or win a Super Bowl with Dak, no matter how good the fucking defense is. Uh I mean Zeke is obviously aging and I think he's gonna have to either take a pay cut or they're gonna ship him off this uh this offseason. And um I mean, you know, you once again you got a good QB class coming out, and you also gotta think that with all the money you pay him, CD's up for contract this year, Michael Parsons is up for contract this year, and I think Trayvon. So you gonna you gonna have to figure out what the fuck you want to do after this season. So, and I really don't think you're gonna be able to trade that because nobody's gonna want to take on that. No, not very many people are gonna want to take on that contract for a QB that can't get his team to the fucking third round. And you had two chances. You've had you've had multiple chances in the last since you've been here. So they're they're kind of stuck. I think they they need to ride. You know, they're gonna ride it out one more year. Maybe try to trade them next year. But they need to start looking at options in the meantime. Yeah, ah, uh, ah, uh, there's a dumpster fire over there. Fuck that one. <laughs> yeah. Last in or out question. We've, we've been talking about, you know, we talked about the 49ers for quite some time, talk about that QB situation. In or out, the 49ers should look to move Trey Lance instead of Jimmy G. Me personally, yeah, they're not gonna do it. But I mean, like, damn, bro, you drafted dude. Was this gonna be three years ago now? Yeah. No, two. He ain't done. No, no you're right. It's three, three years ago. Yeah. He ain't done shit. Motherfucking eight games showed you what he could do. And they moved heaven and earth to get him too. Motherfucker, who who you trying to get rid of showed you what he can do. Mm-hmm. And then. He, you got the guy you wanted, and he ain't done shit. So in in four years, five years, he's played a total of what? How many games he played when he got hurt? Maybe three. Three, I think it's yeah, a total so of three. If you count his last year in college and the second year in the NFL, this motherfucker's played four games. <laughs> and ain't hey ain't had much four to show years. For okay, yeah, he, he's a guy though. All right. How the fuck did you draft me? <laughs> hey. 
Um, I, I mean, I'm all in on it. I think they should trade, uh, trade, trade lands. I mean, you, you obviously not going to get what the fuck you, you know, moved to get moved to get him for, but, um, I mean, Jimmy G's proven, you know, he's got you to the Super Bowl, got you to a, you know, got you to an AFC championship, you know, was on a roll before he got fucking hurt. They, they I still think they would have been the favorites again if uh, Jimmy G would have been playing. Um, and I mean, Trey Lance saying, you know, you had you've had a, a very small sample size, and he's really not shown you much. So yeah, I think you you go ahead, you cut bait, you get what you can out of him, send him somewhere that you know really needs a quarterback, and cut your fucking losses. I mean, but yeah. I mean, at the same time, no, I mean, you can send him somewhere that needs a quarterback, but he's not done much. So I mean, where the fuck are you gonna send him to? Keep his black ass on the bench. You <laughs> never know. He might. He never know. He might win you playoff game. You never know. Fair enough. All right. So uh, we coming down to the end of the show, but before we end, I would be remiss as much as we talk about uh, black coaches getting head. Uh, black coaches getting head coaching jobs. Congratulate. I, I called this shit. I said this shit. Congratulations to D'Amico Ryan's. He gets hot. Uh, he is the new head coach of the Houston Texans. And what I'm very happy about is they didn't bring him there on a just get us through this year. They got him there on a six year deal. And Damn, I think it's, they had I, to do that shit without the bullshit they pulled with Deshaun. Then they did, but at the same time, it's like I think this is an ideal situation because D'Amico played there. He started his career. He's that he wanted to be his there. Wife is from there. Yeah. yeah, he's he started his career in you know with the Houston Texans. You know he's he was an All Pro linebacker with the Houston Texans, and with them, you know uh, they got they got believe it or not, their defense was actually they they weren't the greatest, but they was actually pretty decent this year. They got a young Derek uh, Derek Stingley. He's you know coming into his second year. Jalen Petrie coming into his second year. Um, you know with Bryce Young coming up, and there's also rumors of um, uh, the Texans trading for Jimmy G. So they don't, you know, trade him for trade him for Jimmy G so they can have a veteran um for Bryce Young to sit behind for maybe a year or two just so he's not thrust into the fucking fire and he has time, you know, to learn the Texas system. But uh I mean it's undoubtedly D'Amico is probably gonna be running the defense, but they gotta get him a good offensive coordinator. They have to. They I mean, cause he, you know, he's a defensive minded head coach. They need to pair him. If he's going to have any success in Houston, they need to get, especially with a uh, young QB coming in, they got to get him a good offensive coordinator. They have to. I mean, I'm kind of kind of 50-50 on this just because of the design situation. Um, but, yeah, I'm so happy for a black uh, head coach to get an opportunity and real legit opportunity. So that lets me know at least going to give him three years. Yeah. So, um, and hopefully he can go out there win football games. And it was cool seeing the Houston Texans in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens in the next couple of years, man. But once again, man, that's gonna be a wrap for this episode. As always, we thank y'all for tuning. You know, we thank y'all for tuning in with us for uh, another week. Um, after Super Bowl, we will be getting back to our interviews. You know, interviewing guys, interviewing you know guys that used to be the guys uh, in high school around St. Louis. So be on the lookout for be on the lookout for those. And y'all can find us on uh, Apple Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from. Please make sure y'all like, share, and subscribe on YouTube. Taking shots with Tim Breland and Ryan. Uh, we will be introducing uh, a new logo and a new uh, intro song soon. So be on the lookout for that. And uh, as always, man, y'all stay safe. 
and drink responsibly. And uh, go Chiefs, man. Yeah, dog. <laughs> Ryan, uh, you know I will see you this weekend, brother. You still going to have to let me know what the fuck you want me to bring for Super Bowl, man. All right. <laughs> All right, bro. Next week, man. Yes, sir.